I guess while everyone's taking their seats, I'll start making some introductions. I'm really happy to see some friendly faces among the crowd as well, so thanks so much for coming along this evening. Um, my name is Zoe Coleman. I work in development at the Irish Georgian Society. Um, if you don't know what the Irish Georgian Society does, it's a conservation charity whose um, mission it is to, to promote and preserve Ireland's built heritage and decorative arts. And our website is www.igs.ie. Um, as Simiva mentioned when she introduced the screening, um, the IFI are showing a series of archival films throughout the month of July under the theme Glorious Piles, Big Houses on Film. And you can pick up your free, lunch, your free ticket in the box office. Um, so this screening here tonight was... Um, organised in part to coincide with um, the rather spectacular exhibition of 18th century art that the Irish Georgian Society is hosting at the City Assembly House in South William Street. And this exhibition is called Exhibiting Art in Georgian Ireland. It runs until the 29th of July. It's open seven days a week and it's free. So um, without further ado, I'm going to announce um, our panellists. Beside me here is Fanola RD from Kilrudry House, Bray County Wicklow. Um, Fanola, alongside her husband Anthony, Lord RD, managed the house, gardens and farm at Kilrudry House, County Wicklow, which has been home to 16 generations of the Brabazon family since 1618. Kilrudry is an Elizabethan revival house with working gardens and farm. Fanola and Anthony RD have overseen the management of the estate since taking over the house and the attached farm of 850 acres in 2008 and making it a sustainable and viable business open to the public for tours and events from May to October each year. Uh, the Kilrudry estate has been a popular location for many movies and TV series including My Left Foot, Far and Away, Angela's Ashes, The Count of Monte Cristo, The Tudors and Camelot. Um, beside Fanola is James Fennell of Burtown House in County Kildare. James is an award-winning photographer specialising in photographing country houses and some of his 16 publications include the Country House series published by Thames and Hudson, the Irish Country House, the English Country House and the Scottish Country House and perhaps post, po most notably the Vanishing Ireland series of portraits and books with his co-author Turtle Bunbury. Um, James and his wife Joanna manage Burtown House, a Quaker country house um, constructed in 1710, one of only two 18th century houses in County Kildare to never have been sold. Burtown House boasts a thriving restaurant and wall garden as well as hosting private accommodation and events and grounds. And finally, Colm Nolan, who's a location manager. Um, Colm has worked on a number of Irish and international productions, most notably Penny Dreadful, Love and Friendship, The Man Who Invented Christmas. Colm has decades worth of experience working on period film sets around Ireland and has a keen awareness of the pitfalls surrounding filming and heritage properties. His most recent project was as location manager for the Mary Shelley film starring Elle Fanny. Uh, so the, the film that we've just seen there, The Last September, um, was inspired by Elizabeth Bowen's old childhood um, home in County Cork of... <laughs> Um, Bowen's Court, which was demolished in 1961. Um, it's the only one of um, Bowen's ten novels that was adapted for film, and it's probably her most autobiographical. Her most biographical. Um, as you can see there, the spectre of the the big house looms large in the background of that film, and it's certainly one of the um, lead characters in in the film itself. So, leading into that, I'd like to ask Colm um, if you could maybe perhaps. Um, describe the initial process of um, when you when you meet initially with a, a director or a cinematographer. How how do you cast the big house? Mm. Thank you. Uh, I really enjoyed that film. I hadn't seen that before, and uh, I just wanted to. Be... Ah! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. And, uh, and, uh, the acting, I thought, might seeing those, seeing, those, seeing those actors there was extraordinary. They were brilliant. It was, it was class acting. Uh, in terms of um, how we approach a house, first, I suppose the first thing to do is to get a script. And I might be, I'd be approached either locally or internationally and with a suggestion of filming in Ireland. Or they're looking for somewhere to film and possibly Ireland. And they will um, send a script to me to have a look at. That's the first thing. Then we have we have a look at look at and see what 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 is it that they're looking for. And if it's a period film, uh, invariably they're looking for large country houses. And often that's the case in Ireland. And then we have a a selection that we of go to houses, sort of in the environment of Dublin, within a forty kilometre range. But if it's a uh, film of a decent budget or of a particular budget, they can go anywhere they want. It doesn't really matter. They're not. They're not forced to stay within that range where they don't have to pay for crews overnight. So then we, we literally go through, uh, a, I, I try and shortlist a selection of houses for them and then we may arrange a recce where they would come over to Ireland um, or if they're here, we arrange a recce here and we travel to the houses after I already make contact with the people and have a look and then at this stage it's just literally digesting, taking information, digesting and often this will inform the script the script may take a take a take a few different changes as they go along. As they as they get information about what houses look like and and what 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 how they're actually run, then that's often fed back to the writer. Not always, but quite often. And then um, then they'll arrive at a house, at the house that they want to shoot in. And then it's about uh, is this is this the sort of information you're looking that's, for? It seems very practical. Yeah, yeah, it's quite practical. And um, and then. My role as location manager is to negotiate with the owner of the house um, and see if we can arrive at an arrangement whereby we can uh, film there either for a day or in some cases, and most recently it would be for a few months um, in one house. And that may, that may require several, several months or several weeks of prepare, preparation in the house. So, and then um, fees have to be agreed and then we start. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I could talk a lot about it, but I think I'll stop at that. Um, so my next question will be um, for Fanola. Um, or Fanula. What motivated you to use Kilrojoy as a filming location, and how do you minimise the disruption of filming um, to the everyday running of the house and the estate? Um, well, Kilrojoy has been used in several films before, before I, I would have been um, involved, but um, the family would have... Um, accepted uh, films at the house as a, um, you know, obviously it's, it's really good income and these houses all cost so much to run. It's one of the ways you can, um, it, you can bring in income and, and, and make the place sustainable. It's been, it's been quite important to Kilroadby's economy in probably the last 20 years, really. When was Far and Away? 25 Eight. years ago, maybe? Yeah, More. so, um, and I think there was a couple before that as well. Yeah. Um, my next question is for you, James. Um, um, having worked in Irish, English, and in Irish, Scottish, and English properties, is there anything that you think differentiates the Irish country house? Most definitely, actually, that's quite an interesting subject and um, <clears throat> something that I w I've often been asked um, and something that I was observing while shooting the three different books. Um, they all have reasonably similar houses. The English houses tend to have large art collections, enormous estates, um, lots of um, ephemeral houses and 
huge gardens. So generally they have to, tend to have intact estates, generalising, I'm saying. The Scottish lose their gardens, hold on to their land and hold on to their art. The Irish lose their art, lose their land and hold on to their gardens and tend to have dilapidated houses. Which, um, <clears throat> when I was lucky enough to photograph Babington House for three days, I was the only photographer, I think, to ever shoot Babington House for three days. I think Christopher Simon Sykes got in there for half a day once. But I was lucky enough to work with a guy called James Peel, who's the curator of Goodwood House. And um, so I spent three days there. And uh, anyway, the Duke of Beaufort say that his, said that his favourite house is by far with the Irish houses, the most charismatic houses. And uh, I kind of agree with that. Uh, not just just because they're dilapidated, but there's something about them. So, um, yeah, that's the difference. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, back to you, Colm. Um, we're, we're, we're in a golden, golden age of television and on the back of um, popular period dramas like Downton Abbey. Do you see an increased demand for Irish locations or how has this evolved in the 20 years since the, the last September was made? Mm, it's changed a lot. It's it's changed a lot. With the, the, we've had a technical revolution since that was that was made. Um, so, for that, for example, that film that was shot in mostly in a house up in Louth, and the gardens, all the gardens were shot somewhere. Not all of them, a lot of the gardens were shot somewhere else. Beauty House, which is up near, uh, up in that direction as well, and so they were sort of stitched together. Um, nowadays, there's a lot more stitching together um, in terms of in we do it in post. So what we do is we don't we try and we can often get one location, but we don't have to um, move the crew off to somewhere else. We can go and shoot a shot somewhere, and then just go and stitch it, stitch it in very easily. It's it's, it's quite a it's the way it's all gone. And now with Amazon and Hulu and you know Netflix and these are massive budgets for for TV shows and many of them period shows. So they're they're looking at Ireland and there's we're beginning to attract with quite a lot of stuff, quite a lot of big shows coming in. Um, but we can't take a lot of them because we don't have the studio space, and that's the main that's the main problem. So England is full, uh, most of Europe is full. Uh, Northern Ireland is turning away business. I've just come down from a job there on Torval and Dean. They're making a film on that, and um, they. But we're we're actually we still have plenty of capacity down here, but they're, they're, the jobs are of such a capacity that our studios aren't big enough to be able to accommodate them. So that's that's. That's all. But, but it's growing at the moment and we're addressing it. Yeah. Good to hear. Um, Fanola, I'll go back to you. Um, what do you feel was the best use of Kilrodery in film or TV and do any particular experiences stand out for you, um, good or bad? Well, um, there's a lovely scene in Count of Monte Cristo, Monte Count of Monte Cristo um, where they have an aerial picture of a rider riding in through the, the long ponds and then they come into he comes into the front hall of a house which I don't think is Cordry House. And I actually only saw this film because I was in some hotel and so saw it for a night. But I, that, that shot really sticks in my head. It depicts the garden and the layout of the garden really beautifully. And um, Kilmerdry Garden is a 17th century Baroque garden. It's all about the views and the way they show that rider coming up through the garden really animates the garden beautifully and I, I really enjoyed watching that. Um, then I think Becoming Jane did some really beautiful um, shots in the, in the, in the, we've got a beach hedge pond, which is a round pond, a uh, tall, tall hedge and has doors coming in and out of it. 
And again, there's some beautiful shots of that. Um, and again, they did a beautiful ball scene coming into the, the house. And they, they often, our house has a diabolical entrance, I would say, these days. Um, it's got a, it's got a, um, a sort of 1950s um, pebble dash on the front of the house. So if films want to use it as a period entrance, they tend to go to the other side of the house, which is um, sort of uh, 18th century, mid, mid, mid 18th century, um, or mid 17th century, sorry. No, mid, mid, mid 18th century at the front of the house, beautiful um, facade that leads onto the long ponds. So again, Becoming Jane used that entrance really beautifully. Good. So good experiences then. And, and, and I think the most um, full use of the house was not till just very, very recent and um, with, it, with a film that's just filmed at Claudia Called the Turning. And I think that was the, the kind of grandest probably use of the whole space that, that's happened so far. Thank you. Um, uh, James, what, what do you see as uh, future entrepreneurial um, opportunities for country house owners in Ireland? Good question. Um, I think there's, there's enormous potential because I think they haven't really been used um, in any way that they can be. Ireland's um, just full of so many country country houses. Um, of course, many of them are gone. I think there's what about five or six hundred left. But um, so um, <clears throat> they haven't really been used. Is the bottom answer, have they? Um, so it's kind of what, what what you were saying that we just we need to build up the market for it. Maybe we're not prepared for it. Or um, yeah, I think I think you, we spoke earlier. Was uh, we, there was a conversation about a, a possible database of some sort of being being created? And I think of of like the way it used to happen was I get I'd be get, I get a call about a job and we'd go into the architectural archive and we we'd go to Ben's Jones book. So this is how we used to do it in, at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Now it's all the internet and it's all so we we try and get it. If it's not there. It can easily get missed because they don't often pay for sending people out scouting to go and find places so much anymore. So, exactly. So, we, if we put it together, some sort of um, a collection of the houses in a, in a very clear way, could be could be a, a good 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 way to go. There's budget, budget budgets and unions a lot, is that? That yeah, but we're in the middle of um, of of uh, reorganising several things that were issues about how we where we could travel to. Mm -hmm. I can't really talk about it because it's all in the middle of the negotiations. But mm -hmm. that's that's. Uh, by the end of this year, things will have changed a little bit around that. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I mean, I think Ireland scenery and, and big country house um, has not been depicted and shown in any way. So there's massive opportunity. Yeah. And normally when you use the Irish country house, you're talking about a house somewhere else. It's, the, it's rare to see a film like this where the Irish country house is used to tell the Irish story. Yeah, we were having a conversation before we came in here um, about the do in terms of like when you worked on, on Love and Friendship, do does a, a global audience wouldn't really be able to easily identify the houses. So that's why it's 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 set in London, but it could have been filmed on Henrietta Street. So is that, that, that in itself might be a bit of an attraction because it's the relative anonymity of the Irish country house as well. Yeah, that's very common that, that they would come they would shoot um, um, Ireland for England. Yeah, and, and that uh, or and we tried to do France, we tried to do everything. But uh, but we uh, but it's because we so much, particularly in Dublin City, we so much Georgian architecture, much more than they have in London intact. So they um, they are very happy. It's, it's an easy sell for them to come here to to, to work that way. Yeah. Mm. Um, I might open questions to the floor. Do I have the, the mic? Oh yeah, it's a question there. 
You mentioned earlier about Ireland having the capacity for some productions and it's being resolved or addressed. I'm just wondering, is there any massive production that we lost out on because of our size of the stature? Um, yeah, we've had a few a few productions. There was recently a production coming into Ireland and that, that looked seriously at Ireland. Um, Studio Space was only one part of the decision for not coming here. There were other issues um, in terms of um, how the crews work and that, that they ended up going to Budapest. But there's, yeah, that has happened. Yeah, that, 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 it's not that uncommon. But we're, Studio Space is beginning to expand now. And so hopefully to, we'll be able to take these super the super projects that they can get in England that we don't really get here, unless they're just shooting exteriors like Star Wars or something that has to get shooting exteriors. But somebody wants to come and build big sets, because most of these TV shows, it's all about building big sets in studios, and they only go out to do uh, on location as, as little as possible. And so that's what we're, we, we have to amp, amp up to be able to accommodate that. And can I ask, who leads the call for helping the film industry? That is it politicians, or is it, is it the film industry itself that has a lot? It's the film industry itself, yeah. It's, um, we, work, we, we, we all sort of work together trying to drive it. Question over here. And um, you were saying before you finished up the conversation that unlike the film we saw this evening, which was lovely, most often Irish houses are playing houses somewhere else in, in Britain or in France. What's the most bizarre location an Irish house has been used to play? I'm just curious, like how how far can you bend reality? You know, Irish houses are generally kind of quite dark limestone climate here means that you're obviously not going to be filming in the south of France or Italy too much. Well, without saying too much because we're under NDA contracts for a film that I've just filmed and um, it's non-disclosure, but I checked with them that I could mention it, so they said it was okay, and it was called, that you mentioned The Turning, which we just did, which is from um, DreamWorks, which, um, and they just filmed in Ireland, and most of it was in Kilrudri, and um, that's set in America. So it's sort of like so it's not as extreme as maybe you're asking, but it was like so it was things like that quite quite often. Now we do New England and America places like that become they shoot that in Ireland now. So um, and um, and old, but in the nineties in America, they're they're setting it as nineties in America, which I think is extraordinary. Yeah, the nineteen nineties, yeah, nineteen ninety three in America, yeah. So, which must yeah. relate to America's interest these days in. You know, in in his in in Anglo history, in English history, you know, it's, it's popping. Right. There's a question here. There's a question here in the front row. Um, how integral do you think to the future of these kind of country states? Do you think that the opening up to film crews will be in the future? Or do you can, can you say that again, please? Sorry, yeah. I phrased it badly. Um, how important do you think it will be to open up country houses, like private country houses, to film crews? Like, oh, phrasing is really badly, sorry. Yeah. Um, okay, so film crews coming to Ireland and giving money to private families for opening up their houses, do you think that's going to be really important to the sustainable sustainability of private houses in Ireland? Do you want to take that? Yeah. Well, thank you. Perfect. Currently, it's not something you can, you know, any Irish house could, can rely on. And there's there's a, there's a sort of scale, a sort of balancing act to to do because you're essentially a steward of Irish heritage, 
and then you're trying to make it sustainable. But the film crews coming coming through, you have to are increasingly incredibly professional, and within the crews, you 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 find a lot of you know people who know how to look after heritage houses very well. Um, but so there's there's the balancing act of not so much so that the play, the infrastructure is worn down and you're damaging the heritage, and then um, but. Um, it, it currently, to Kilmudry, it's it's been very important. It's been a really important part of um, making sure that we can pay for the gardeners and pay for the maintenance of the house. So, very important. It's not something you can rely on. Some years, there's so, there's been some very number of years that there's not been any, and then there's some years where you're asked to do quite a few and you have to um, choose how many. I suppose only in the last maybe 10 years, we start to kind of go, okay, we actually will actively, you know, engage with the film industry and we know that that's something we want to do. In the past, there might have been a bit of persuasion, 20 years, 25 years ago, oh, oh come on, you know, it's a great place, I'm going to give you some money for it. Now it's something we almost have begun to have standard operation procedures around it and a way of managing it. So I suppose it is becoming part of our, our, our way of, um, of, of being. I might ask, as the, the creative person, um, as a still photographer, how do you think that the Irish Country House has been represented on film, even in the case, of, you know, at the last September, um, the, the cinematographer, and I'm not going to try and pronounce his name, but he, he worked on um, the three colours, the three colours blue, the Christoph mm -hmm. Kileski. Um, trilogy, like there's very unusual cinematography used in this, and like I said earlier, the the, the house plays a main character in the film. Yeah, well, it's I, thought, I thought I thought it was pretty amazing. Yeah. The cinematography, just the not just the, the lighting, the colours, the the angles, the shots, the um, the um, subjects. Um, it was really really creatively done. I thought, and um, for me, that was the highlight of the film as well as the actors, less so the story. Um, so. You know, for me, when I'm shooting a book, um, I'm all about kind of that sort of thing as well. I shoot with natural light. That felt as though it was a lot of natural light going on, interesting angles. And um, obviously, um, <clears throat> I think a house that has been, um, had as little done to it over the years has much more atmosphere, has more layers of the, of the generations before, and that immediately creates a more interesting house. And that's uh, what the trilogy of books that I did on the English, Scottish and Irish country houses were all about. They were featuring ten houses that had never been sold. I think as soon as you sell a house and you, you strip the house of um, all its original furniture, paintings, memorabilia, photographs, whatever, it loses the, the original soul. Um, of course, somebody can move in and, and, and create a wonderful house out of that backdrop, but um, if it retains what, all its original features, um, which so many, um, well, not so many, very few <laughs> Irish houses have, it makes it a big difference. Yeah, big difference. And I think that, you know, that a lot of the English houses are, are glitzed up, they have a lot more money, they're painted regularly, they, um, they just don't have that atmosphere as much, you know? Um, or perhaps they've got, the, you know, they've had, they've had members of the family working in London who've moved down and they've made changes and choices, and the Irish haven't been able to do that, so it stays the same, and then that creates more atmosphere. Um, so, is that answering the question? Yeah, yeah, no, it's, yeah. it was funny to see that on screen because I'd, I've actually been, I was in Douth Hall about two years ago and it's in new ownership now. Yeah. So when we were there, it was completely stripped and they're like, we're very painstakingly restoring yeah. 
and the plasterwork inside the house and they've got plans to develop the domain yeah. as well, the family um, that own it now. So like my favourite my favourite two countries were definitely Ireland and Scotland. You know, I mean the English houses are amazing, absolutely amazing. But um but a bit more bling. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they, you know, they might have been chosen for their history and their story by the James Peel, who's the who's the author writer. Um, but visually, they weren't as interesting to shoot um, because they didn't have the that um, that you know that feel, I suppose. You know, and for that for that reason, it would have to make Irish houses more interesting for cinematographers. I would have thought. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. So um, yeah, they should all be coming here. <laughs> There's a question here. Hi, I'm from the water. <laughs> um, I just I was at the Toronto Film Festival in September, um, and my daughter here beside me, who threw the water over me by mistake, um, uh, her movie The Lodgers was showing there, which was based on a shot in Loftus Hall in Wexford. And, you know, uh, a lot of the questions. Uh, from the audience uh, in the Q&A at Toronto were about the house itself and Aidan Quigley who, uh, you know, owns the house, he was fielding an awful lot of the questions, you know, so there was huge interest and, you know, great publicity kind of generated. So I do think there is a great future for, um, in, in various uh, ways, for the Irish um, houses, not just the Georgian ones, but, you know, of various, various, um, various ages. So I'd just like to, to um, say I really enjoyed the movie uh, here tonight and uh, just sort of comment, I guess, and a question, but I'm, I'm delighted that there are various uh, types of inroads being made in, 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 into it in that way. Did you, you who, who made, uh, do you think you, you made it? You made the film? Yeah. Yes, I was producing on the film. Fantastic job. Yeah. Have you seen it? I've seen a good, a good chunk of it, yeah, and I thought it was fantastic. And Thank you. I also actually ended up doing location management on this as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was more due to budgetary constraints than anything else. Yeah, no, they look brilliant, and Loftus Hall looked fantastic in it too. I know that as well. Thank so, you. Uh, um, so congratulations on that. Well, something actually I wanted to add about it when I listened to your conversation is we actually found it very difficult to find a house, well, for what we were looking for, in the right degree of dereliction. Hmm. Because, um, our first port of call was to get in touch with uh, Stephen Davenport, who's um, locations manager in the Irish Film Board, and for anyone who has connections to Georgian houses or any type of house that they'd like to be used in a film, they should definitely get in touch with Stephen. Um, he sent us on a list that he'd already compiled based on different location managers sending him in stuff, but basically a lot of the houses were perfectly renovated, which didn't suit what we were looking for, or else a lot of the houses were no roofs and basically ruins. So I definitely think in terms of what you guys were just talking about, in terms of character, it's uh, important that um, any, anyone who has connections with a house like that should contact the Irish Film Board and say, I'm interested for this house to be used as a location. Thanks. Um, I think I'm. I think I'm going to wrap up now. But just before I conclude, um, I just maybe wanted to ask: Are there any um, relevant future, well, future projects that you're working on that you want to plug? You've already given a plug for the the turning. Well, that's gone. That's that's we finished. Okay, I, I that's a horror film, plug. isn't it? It's yeah, yeah. 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 Any anyone else projects that you want to plug? 
Um, no, no, not particularly. We, we have a, our, our gardens open to the public um, May till um, end of October, um, if anyone would like to visit it. And um, we have an events programme of several um, music and uh, concerts and uh, family days for um, uh, all the family and lovely things. So I probably, James, um, I'd be the same. I'd be plugging, yeah. you know, or, or mentioning our, our <laughs> fantastic new restaurant called The Green Barn, which faces our big organic kitchen garden, um, where the chefs have to use all the produce grown on site. And um, I think it's slightly pioneering for Ireland, and um, um, it's a little bit different, and we're staying true to our ethos, so please come and visit. Okay, if well, you like your food. <laughs> great, well I, I want to thank the panel and I especially want to thank, thank Suniva for um, all her help in putting this together this evening. So thank you so much for coming along.